Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, cigar fam? It's your boy Seaway, and welcome to SNA Live, the show not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're in a nice ass cigar lounge with your peoples and only talking about cigars, then you've missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording live as always from Cigar Smoke and Ashes, Cigars and Haberdashery, the hottest cigar lounge in these United States. With me as always are my partners in crime, the GM and Malik. Say what's up to the people. What's good, what's good? What's going on, fam? We can now be seen on one institution media's platform as we are now part of the OIM family. Today's episode is episode number nine, entitled Purple Tape, track number nine. You better get that. Now, I'm not going to tell you the track, what that is, but I will say this. Purple Tape, classic, only built for Cuban links by Raekwon. Figure it out. Go to track nine. You'll see what we're talking about. Today's topics, we're talking about the difference between building something of value with creativity versus using money. We're going to be also talking about the two appro- well, two approaches to business ingenuity, reinventing the wheel versus redesigning the wheel. We also have a couple segments for you. We're bringing back Billionaire Block Gem of the Week. And as usual, we're closing out with what you're rocking with. And with that being said, as usual, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNLA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You, you want it, you got it. Yes, yes, we are back. Season two, episode nine. Purple tape, track nine. Imitation is something that is so dangerous. And we're gonna take you on a ride, showing you the differences between both. So get your stick, get your seat, get your drink, and let's rock. I will say that a slogan that I know we use between us when we talk, innovators create imitators. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? And you could take that, you know, if you really get deep into the context, people who innovate, we want to be in the room with other innovators because they help you push the bar. You know? They inspire. It's like being in a, on a team. You know, when you yeah. play with other players yeah. who are of a high caliber, yeah. Yeah. they force you to level up. Yep. Yes. So it's nothing better than being in a room with those types of individuals. Exactly. So that, that, like, that's a that, big statement. Like the slogan, you should never be the smartest person in the room. No. Yeah, because once you are, that's it. You've maxed out. And you can't build You can't necessarily learn anything exactly. Like you always want to be Like um, Uplifting yourself Always bettering yourself Always trying to push push the envelope And, and, and pushing your, Actually better stated Pushing your boundaries Beyond what you thought you could be You know right. the, yeah. the possibility of what you can be So You know before we get into the topics um, 
as usual, we got to talk about what we're smoking. But just real quick, you guys got to do a little homework on this one. Meaning, we're not going to just give it to you. Purple Tape, track nine. Look it up. Google it. Like I said, I'm going to give you this little tidbit. The Purple Tape, like I said before, only built for Cuban links. Um, it was the second, I want to say, uh, solo album put out by Wu-Tang. I want to say Meth had the first Meth one. Meth had the first one. Yeah, and then I think Ray's came second. Yep. Only built for Cuban links. I want to say it dropped in... 95 yep. If I'm not mistaken 95 Summer 95 Yeah Yeah So Before we get into The topics of the day We're gonna talk about What we're smoking Link I'm gonna let you set it off What you smoking brother So I want with To me One of the best kept secrets In our humidor Okay This is the Padilla Oh finest, Padilla Padilla finest hour Oh This yeah. is the Oscuro Okay So And we've had them for a while We've had them for a while The sun grown The sun grown And people are having really Picked up this is a great freaking cigar, man. So, um, but you know what though? That, that's kind of on us too. We need yeah. to start like yeah, we pushing people. Pushing a little, definitely, yeah. definitely. But uh, so just to give you a little breakdown. It has a obviously my favorite Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. There we go. Uh, maybe I'm biased. Probably that's why I'm saying that. Um, Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan filler. So it's nothing too fancy, but this is great tobacco. Um, the Padilla family have been around for, for, for years, putting out a lot of good product, not just only for themselves, but for, for other other brands. And uh, again, it's one of my favorites. And we've had it, man. Yeah. We've had it here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this week, I went with Blackworks Killer B. I was in a mood for... Flavor bar. Yeah, I wanted something, yeah. you know, not too you know big of a gauge size and straight to the point. Mm-hmm. And this one does this. You have a dark Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper that has the little wraps on the end to resemble like a bumblebee. Yeah, okay. Which are pretty cool in the design, which uh, <clears throat> that's the background of basically Blackworks. They're just, it's a whole artist experience. Yeah, for yeah. very creative. Yes. Very creative. And then uh, we have uh, Nicaraguan binders. Like you said, nothing crazy, you know, nothing crazy on the inside, but I guess it's the quality of the tobacco that's used. Definitely. So I'm rocking with this one right now And Conway what are you smoking man? So I wanted to do something I hadn't smoked before And you know me I'm a, I'm a Robusto guy And as a matter of fact I think all three of us That's one thing we have in common With respect to our particular taste in cigars We're Robusto dudes But I went with the This is like a Grand Toro right? Yeah which one is that? The, the Crown? The four, the four Kicks by Crown Yeah, yeah. So it, it's The company's called Crown Heads Sublime right? Yeah, it's, it's called the Four Kicks Capa Especial. Yeah. So it's an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and then Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. That's where the twist comes in. Yeah, yeah. So now, once again, I usually don't like smoking cigars this large. I usually am a Robusto dude. And the reason for that, just so everybody's clear, is just in my experience. Now... Not all the time Because we've had Our house blends Are, are larger gauges They're and, Toros and, yeah, and they, or, they hit Yeah But for the most part It's because they're 52s though Yeah The flavor When you really want to get The flavor of a cigar The Robusto Is I think The, the best experience For the yeah. most part Yeah If you want to get the balance Yeah, yeah. You know, If you really want to taste the blend though It should be somewhere Along the lines of like a Corona, Corona. Robusto yep. yeah. yeah But I love the Like you said We are all Robusto guys like, Out of all the the lines you give me the option, I'm yeah. gonna take a Robusto. Definitely, definitely. Unless you do something exotic. Yeah, you know? and then you know, there's always exceptions. We have, we have those here also. Yeah, that's true. We do yeah. too. So, Rye, you uh, you you made the liquor run uh, this particular episode. So I'm gonna let you talk about what we're drinking. Yeah, again, so just to stay in light, you know, with uh, keeping it light, you know, 
last episode we went with the rum you know trying to keep it in the same pattern for our livers time after time so we went with the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve normally would put out a 15 year or 14 year but again trying to just get ready for the summertime vibes <laughs> so we really just want to get a feel you know and this feels like you belong on the beach Glenlivet Scotch but uh, I think it's put inside of uh, Caribbean cast barrels for six months just to, just to soak up that rum flavor that's all it needs just a yeah. hint yeah. and plus because those barrels are very saturated yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean I like it it's not too sweet it doesn't have that caramel base of a nah, rum, but you nah. know, even though it's a scotch, but that's you know, the smoothness you, of a smooth, scotch, correct? Smooth. Yeah. So that's what we're that's what we're sipping on right now. All right, so let's get into it. Our first topic: we're talking about the difference between building something of value with creativity versus the almighty dollar. Right. I'm gonna let you start off talking about this particular topic. Um, when we came up with this whole concept for this whole episode. Um, for the most part and just to kind of give a little insight a little background mm -hmm. so you know with our our topics for our podcast you know we just we're always brainstorming we're always coming up with different ideas um, and the idea doesn't necessarily have to be a whole episode it could just be a part of an episode so you know we, we list as many you know, topics and, and, and thoughts that we can and what we're talking about today for the most part was the GM over here is, is, is uh, his brainchild. So I'm going to let him start it off and talking about just that difference that would, you know, between creating something of value with creativity versus just throwing money at the, at the problem. And that's exactly how I was going to start it off. <clears throat> throwing money at a problem never fixes anything. If you want to create something, for one, you have to have passion behind that brand or item or store, whatever, even if it's your, a coffee shop. You know, if you, a hot dog stand, whatever it is, you have to have that passion behind it and be creative enough to stand out amongst other people. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some people, though, that would just want to just throw money out at a problem or at trying to build something without any real creativity yeah. behind it. That's a major problem because when you detach yourself from whatever it is you're building, it's never going to be successful or it never will represent you totally ever. Yeah, so there's people that'll go out there and just figure that they can pay firms and pay. I, I've watched this even in sports. Mm -hmm. I've watched I've, I've watched the New York Jets and multiple teams that hire yes. these firms instead of hiring football people to make yes. decisions, and yes. they fuck up yeah. Yeah. time after time. Yeah. That's just throwing money to try to fix a promise. And you would think they would learn, they, but they don't. They because don't. the money just keeps coming in, so yeah. they just keep yeah. fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. So some people also have money like that to waste. Yep. And they just throw money away, you know, and you hire firms and you get involved with things that don't represent who you are. You, for one, will lose yourself from your business mm -hmm. and your business will never take on the identity of you. Now, another thing, when you're creative, you don't have to spend so much money doing something. No. And you could yeah. still get something of equal or better value because you're creative, mm -hmm. you know? Matter of fact, on the last episode, um, episode number eight, entitled Your Mama, Leek had brought this up about um, Mr. Commodore in terms of like his whole That's right. know, comedy platform on social media, how he's not in some fancy studio. He's not, you know, being backed by millions of dollars to be able to put him in a position 
to gain you know x amount of followers or have and put out good content yeah yeah, but he's still putting out the good content on a what looks like a pretty much a shoestring budget exactly but it's still quality material correct because he's replacing or supplanting you know any type of money that would go towards it with being creative Mm -hmm. and thinking outside the box and still putting out the quality material. I mean, and this even goes into the business world. I mean, again, me being coming from a banking background, you see a lot of these big companies with these big money, and they go out and recruit all these, you know, guys from these these prestigious colleges and have all these master's degrees. And that's almost the same premise. It's like you're basically throwing, putting all this money out. You're giving them these big bonuses, but are they really the most talented people to help your business? You know, they're using their money. Let's go out and pay this guy. $10 million bonus because he has this fancy background, but is he really the right person for the job? But so they can afford They can afford it. They can afford it. Exactly. But, but here's exactly. the thing, though. The, the fancy background doesn't necessarily equate it doesn't. intelligence. But I'll, I'll put it this way. Just like shout out names. Jared Kushner got into, I want to say it was Harvard, mm-hmm. based on his pops exactly. buying like a whole new library wing or something like yep. that. That's been going on for centuries. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So like now, you come out of Harvard mm-hmm. with this quote unquote Harvard background but you didn't really have the grades to get in so just because you have the background doesn't necessarily equate Trump same thing yeah same thing and there's so many more that we don't even know the names of yeah yeah yeah. You know, those are just the names of the people we do know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, Trump is actually a perfect example of that because he got into whatever Oxford or whatever. It was Wharton. Wharton. Wharton Business School. But yeah. he had business smarts. He didn't need the. He didn't need school. Obviously, he didn't learn shit over there. But he, <laughs> he had the. He had the the street smarts that made him successful. He, he definitely had street smarts and a little bit of crazy. That that, that, that exactly. also that also helps. <laughs> yeah, he was borderline with that definitely. But again, you could just see though when it comes to. Opening up just something as a brick and mortar store mm-hmm. it could be whatever it is, right? There's someone that will come in and not have any real understanding of how to put something together. So what they'll do is they'll just put a lot of their money into concepts and designs mm-hmm. that are designed by other people, not them. Mm-hmm. Telling them what it should look like. This is what the color scheme should look like. I'm the decorator. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is what's yeah. popping. Mm-hmm. You understand? This is it? what be- this is what pe- makes people comfortable. Yes. In an environment. Yes. And you want to have people feel comfortable in your establishment. And you know, research shows that the color purple. If you do, it's just like what? It's true. Like, yeah, but, it's a little much. But does it represent like the people? The, no. The the core of who you're trying to attract, and does it represent you? because you're a yes. reflection of your business. Absolutely. Now again, look, there are some people that have failed with this method too, being creative. There's a way you can yeah. be too creative that you have detached yourself yeah. from because you personalized it too much. Too much. Yeah. Like there's cigars in here that I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. There's some that I don't care for. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's somebody else. It's not about you. It's about the customer. It's yeah. about the experience yeah. overall. I'll give you a perfect example. So, just to kind of bring it back, we are guys who used to frequent a legendary spot called the Cigar Inn in the city, 2nd Ave, between 53rd and 54th. So the owners got bought out by Monte Cristo. And I remember the vibe of the Cigar Inn in its heyday. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about this before on the podcast, too. So, you know, Nino Brown used to DJ there. You know, that's where I met our day. I met our day at Cigar Inn. Same here. Same here. Shout out our day. You know, so it's like there was just a vibe there. 
And then when they sold it, and, and shout out to them. I'm not. You know, this is not saying it's a bad thing that the the, the owners, you know, Baz and them, sold the place because you know they got their money. Cool, yeah, good right. for them. But when Monte Cristo took over, all they did was throw money mm-hmm. yeah. at the, the refurbishing of it yeah. and the rebranding of it, yeah. not understanding getting rid of the the culture that was established. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I can probably count on one hand the time I've, I've been to Cigar. Well, now the Monte Cristo Lounge. Since, since they became the Monte Cristo Lounge. About three times. Yeah, so I'm saying I can count on one hand. Yeah, I, yeah. I think maybe once or twice. Maybe. Yeah, I think I went to like a Christmas party. We had a meeting there. We had a meeting there? Yes, mm-hmm. we did. That's yep. the one. We had two meetings there. Two meetings, yeah. So I've been there mm-hmm. three times. I remember I brought so my I wife there one time. Times, yeah. Times, yeah. Yeah, so it's like. But you went for the anniversary. I went for the anniversary. That was just to represent my day. Now, meanwhile, back in the day, I'd have been there four times in a month. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a perfect example of. Um, you know, when you have something as a, the essence of something through creativity versus, then this is not like an anti-big corporate thing, but because no, they, no, not at all. Because they didn't understand. In this particular situation, they didn't understand what the culture was coming in. They just thought like, okay, throw money at it, mm-hmm. and we'll just create the equal vibe. We'll figure it out as yeah. it goes along. Yeah, that's what they do. They buy themselves time. Yeah. You know what I mean? What they should have did is like how sports teams do. You bring a scout or you put you bring somebody and you let them experience, see the experience. Check that's out going the, on. Check and there's the people that do that. Yeah, exactly. You know what they I mean? obviously but, didn't do that. If, but you know. not every. But you again though. This also goes to that same person that I was saying that you hire to decorate your spot. Mm-hmm. They too sometimes can be too much of an artist and they have detached. They're like prints. <laughs> like they're just, they think that they're, they're totally different. They know everything, they don't. The one thing that I could sit here and tell you is that you cannot detach too far from your customer base. You definitely cannot. Because if you grow, you're growing in a way that you think you're supposed to grow, but you're not listening to what your customers are telling you. Exactly, exactly. And that's a fucking big no-no. Definitely. Definitely. So we got to get to our segment. Well, we're bringing it back for this episode. It's called Billionaire Block, Gem of the Week. This is the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. And this is Billionaire Blocks. Give us your take on books, business tips, financial, music, whatever you like. Billionaire Blocks, inside the SNA Live podcast. <laughs> All right, so we're back with the Billionaire Block Gem of the Week. So the Billionaire Block Gem of the Week is a, actually a quote from Mr. Damon John. Now, people who hear that name nowadays think about Shark Tank. Yeah. He's on Shark Tank with Mark Cuban and uh, it was Mr. Wonderful, I think he calls himself. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. And uh, Lori Grainer and um, what's Shorty's name? Uh, with the uh, Susie, not, not Susie Orman. Uh, with the short blonde hair. She's yeah. a real estate uh, agent. Yeah. Corkin. Cor- Corkin. Bob, yeah, Barbara Corkin. Bob, Cor- yeah. yeah. Um, but we remember him as one of the co-founders of FUBU. FUBU. A big clothing line back in the 90s. FUBU, an acronym for For Us, By Us. Um, Very inspirational brother, very successful brother. So he had a quote. It was a meme, actually, that um, I took a... I I catalog inspirational quotes in in my phone. And this particular quote resonated with me. So I I figured it was was perfect for our billionaire block gem of the week. And here's the quote. The only real commodity you need to start a business is not capital it's creativity and it just when i when i saw that you know i was thinking about what what our billionaire block gem of the week was going to be this week i thought to myself that 
quote right there just embodies mm -hmm. everything we're talking about. Yeah, it does. With respect to starting a business, making a business successful. And don't get me wrong, we're not saying money doesn't help. Because God knows it does at a certain it, point. It does help. But, but if you not, don't have if you don't have the creativity behind exactly it, it's you're not, only gonna go but so far it's not it's not the end all be all mm -hmm. your creativity and you used this word earlier your passion mm -hmm. that's what's gonna carry you through it's true because the money's gonna run out at some point Correct. you can only have you can only throw dollars at something but so much yeah. but if for so long for so long exactly but if the creativity's not there if the passion is not there you're just gonna be throwing basically money in the fucking ocean you're better off burning it yeah <laughs> yeah so Shout out to Damon John, um, billionaire block gym of the week. Quote by that man. I mean, his hustle was crazy too back in the day. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Know, people don't know really quick. He used to have like one outfit, like one set of certain clothes. Mm. He'd have either a jacket or a sweater. And what he would do with these music videos, he would go off and have one artist wear them, take them off, go to the next dry cleaner. If, if, even if it's the same night, take them right to the next dude to get him for another video show. So he didn't have the bread, exactly. But his hustle made it work. Hustle yeah. and creativity. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean. So it says a lot to the guy's character, man. Yeah, that's man. why he's where he's at. Yeah, exactly. His, his approach to business. And, and talking yeah, about that, our next topic, we're going to talk about two different approaches to business ingenuity. We're talking about reinventing the wheel versus redesigning the wheel. And I'm, I'm going to let the GM, Mr. Rye, over here, kind of just break down what we mean by that. So. <clears throat> When you are going to get involved in some type of a business, uh, you should obviously do some type of research within your uh, wheelhouse, so to say. Not to keep it on, yeah. You know, but um, so try not to get make the too many wheel puns right now. But uh, you should definitely. That's alright, man. Keep it rolling. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's a good one. It got me on that one. Did you get that one, Lee? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, just making sure. If you didn't get it, rewind it and <laughs> listen to that shit again. <laughs> so, um, you should actually do some research, though, into the business you're getting involved with. And what you could do is you could take some notes from some of the things or the your competitors. That's probably the best word to use. You can see the things that they do, and you can try to find a creative way to take components of theirs and then make it with your twist. That's called redesigning. Similar to what we did before we opened this place. You know, how many how many lounges did we go to and kind of critique and take the good and bad of every little thing and we yeah, mold correct. it into our own. But I think one of the things you said, you hit the nail on the head, like the making it your own. Yes. It's like, huge when it's yours. That's man. the key part, as opposed to <laughs> just seeing something and being like, I like that. I'm gonna. Do I'm gonna that. replicate. I'm gonna, I'm do, gonna that. do that. Exactly. Exactly. And just it worked for them. It's probably gonna work for me. No, it worked for them because it was their thing. They created it. Yeah. When you copy it, you. It, it's again. It goes back to. Purple tape track nine. It's. <laughs> it's only gonna go but so far for so long, before it gets recognized by other people that you know what I mean that you're not actually being creative. You're just being, you know, you're following suit. Yeah, so it's going to start to show after a while. I'm yes, it will. It, it's going to show. Yes, it will. And the sad part is that's how you lose complete touch with reality between your customer base, yourself, and your business. Definitely facts. Like Brother Stark said on the track, come up with your own shit, yo, and be original. It's true, though. 
Because look, nobody wants to pay for a carbon copy. People like originality. Yes. It's nothing like walking into some place, whether it's a restaurant or something that everything just feels fresh. The look is cool. The vibe is different. Like you walk into 10 places, you're going to find similarities. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then there's those ones that just stand the fuck out. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want to have that mind frame in. So it's okay to see things that are done in businesses that are done by your competitors, but see the things that work, but add your twist and make it your own. Okay, there's only listen. If you if you open a, I use an ad, like the coffee shop. There's only but so many ways you could twist a coffee shop, but you could still twist your coffee shop to be yours. Yeah, definitely. Whether you're creating the names after your grandmother, you know what I mean, or whatever the case may be, you can still make it yours. Yeah. And people like things like that. Yeah. You look at most of the spots that are successful, whether they're bakeries or restaurants, they're from people who created atmospheres. Yeah. And yep. they separated themselves from somewhere else. People went for the experience. Exactly. Like our hashtag here is experience the experience. Yes. Yes. You have to be here. You have to be here to feel what this is. Mm-hmm. You can't really, you, you can enjoy it on Instagram. You may be able to try to simulate it and copy it and do it somewhere else, yeah. but it ain't going to be the same when you copy it and do it somewhere else. You know, it's a perfect example of that. And I'm not a big fan of his, but I respect what he does and how he thinks outside the box, and it's actually worked for him. Kanye. Oh, that's outside the box is a fucking understatement. Like, listen, I'm not a fan of his clothing lines. I've never bought any of his sneakers, Mm -hmm. nothing. But that man thinks completely outside the box, and it works for him. I mean, he's almost freaking a billionaire. I don't even think that man realizes a box exists, (laughs) let alone thinking outside. He's an alien. He's not from here. He's different. He's definitely different. But listen, I mean, he's selling. You see his new sneakers, those Jesus shoes that that he freaking put out. I bet you they sell them. I bet you they will sell. Yeah, they will. Today. They're gonna sell. You talk about dude. the Exodus Part Twelve. The Exodus Part Twelve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, whoever posted that. Yo, that was hilarious, hilarious dude. Was the Leviticus Threes. Yeah, it was one of those uh, social media dudes. Yes, yo. Oh, Ha Davis. Shout out to Ha Ha Davis. It was him. Yeah, man. But like, he's gonna be successful because he thinks outside the box. Again, not a fan of it, but hey, he's different. He's very different, man. So you got to give him props. Like Conway mentioned earlier, though, you yeah. look at this place. Okay, like this is not your grandpa's cigar lounge. It is not. Now, it doesn't mean that your grandpa can't come here and hang out because there's. We have had some grandpas come here and, and hang they've out. had a they've had a bomb yeah. ass time. Yes. Different than what they was used to. Yeah, they come here and they have a crazy ass time. They tell you thank you mm-hmm. ten times before they leave. Yep. You know, and then they go leave you a five star review because that's what that's exactly. what the elders do. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I mean, they're gonna have a good time. This not this might not be their cup of coffee, but when they want that experience, they know where to go. They're gonna come here. They're not gonna go anywhere. Yes, yes. So I mean, if you're going to start off though doing something, for one, have the damn passion behind it. Do your research, okay? Because you don't have to. And we've spoken about what's the gentleman's name coming? Reginald with the. The White, lawyer, the lawyer, the Reginald, lawyer. Reginald, uh, oh, Reginald Lewis. Lewis, yeah. And his book was entitled "Why Should White People Have All the Fun." Okay, so that that my, his, my bad. Why should white guys have all the fun? So yeah, so his storyline was basically, you know, you want to give a little quick backdrop, just real mm-hmm. quick. Sure. So, I mean, he had he had many different points in the book, but one of the, one of the bigger things that I took from it was his belief of you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. So. He was, he was an attorney. Um, he had his own law firm uh, down in uh, the financial district. And then he started realizing, because he was a, a, 
a business attorney essentially. You help businesses. You did corporate law. But then you started looking at the other side of the, the spectrum. Meaning, I don't want to be the attorney for these businesses. I want to be the businessman and have my own attorneys working for me. Yep. So what he started doing was he's like, I want to build a, a holding company that has other businesses under it. And what he started to realize was not necessarily every business you have to build from scratch. He was a big proponent of having existing businesses, buying them out, seeing what was working and what was not working, cutting the fat, rebuilding them up into a stronger, healthier, more viable business. And I've been a big proponent of that. I've, I've yeah, spoken with yeah. you brothers about this and us going forward. Um, and we utilize that in we, we what we do. Definitely. And, and that's to the, to if, the core. And for the people that come here and they see us, you know, at the Cigar Lounge mm -hmm. and at Smoking Ashes and think to themselves, oh man, like they're really doing it big. They have this Cigar Lounge. Best believe this is only the beginning, not the end. Correct. We have a whole bunch of other plans that we're going to do. We're going to be implementing things you know, later on. And, you know, we, we don't really talk much about it, but, you know, when it comes, because we're not... We don't, we're not talkers. We're just doers. We just move. So when it when it happens, you know, y'all y'all know definitely. We play to win the game. Shout out Herm Edwards. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you play to win the game. But that story, original, that is the epitome of what we were just saying about reinventing the wheel and redesigning it. Designing it. Yeah. See, he took something that was already established. And then just put his twist on it to where his knowledge and his feel was. Like you said, something didn't work here. My gut, my intellect tells me you cut this, you change this, you exactly. do this. That's him putting some, his hands yeah, on it. Yeah, there's something here. And I think with my input, Correct. we can make this a successful company. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have to get into our segment. We, we usually close out our shows with the segment, What You Rocking With. Uh, if you tuned in last episode, I made a point to try to go left so Lee couldn't copy my shit again. <laughs> and I'm about to get you back. <laughs> this is what you're rocking with inside the SNA Live podcast. So, uh, GM, I'm gonna let you start yeah, off. Because I'm the one that's on the I'm on the outside of this this rivalry. <laughs> This is one segment that I don't have. There's no rivalry here. I'm going to let you set it off tonight, bro. So for what me. What you rocking with this week? I am rocking with your circle. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of telling people to always fix your circle and keep your circle tight. Mm, yes. If you show me your friends, you show me your future. Mm -hmm. Okay? If, and, and listen, there's that old saying, you know, if you hang out with four idiots, you're going to be the fifth one. Mm -hmm. To some point, there is some validity to that. No, there definitely, definitely is. Definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not, you know, a, a, a slanderous or anything. It's just like, listen, you have to see who's around you and what's around you. I'm not telling you to go out and try to find these upper echelon high class people and just like da 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 it up all day and think it's gonna rub off on you you know just start rocking fucking uh, uh, uh what is this shit called when you have the um not the handkerchief ascot 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 yeah start rocking ascot yeah, like no, you, you don't have to do that yeah, I mean, yeah. you find listen you can have friends and there's acquaintances yeah you, know, you have to learn that fine line but my thing is the circle if you keep your circle tight and you, you keep your, your your true friends close to you you're gonna you Get people who are like-minded and always challenge you to be better and do better. And they're also seers of the, you know, long-term game and there's creativity and ingenuity with them. 
those are the people that will always keep you young and fresh. Definitely. That's what I'm rocking with this week. Definitely. Leek, what you rocking with, brother? So I'm going to stick to what I usually do, and I always go left on this. I'm going to go back to the last couple. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. Last couple of episodes, I, I stayed on it. I'm going left this time. And at the same time, I'm going to get Conway back, and I'm going to take his, <laughs> what he was rocking with the last episode. So I'm going with the New York Knicks front office. I got to support that. But to be honest, I was, I was joking a little bit. This kind of is to the topic, because if you think about what they did, mm. they burnt down the structure and rebuilt it again. Yeah. They brought in the right pieces. With their own hands on it. With their hands, yes. Exactly. They didn't bring in a big name. And they didn't throw money at the, at the which, solution. Which is what their problems always That's have been. They throw money done. at big yes. players or big uh, execs, mm-hmm. so to say, that don't come in and they don't do their job. So, Phil Jackson. <laughs> so for an example, the first one was Leon Rose. That was brilliant. Don't go with the typical front office executive, you know, you know, suit that just comes in and just yeah. throws money at solutions. They found an actual agent who has relationships with all these players. And that means he's in conversations. He's in conversation. He knows how they think. He knows, you know, he knows their manual. He knows what their they families, like. what they like, everything. And that's helped. Now they brought in the right pieces on the team. They have yeah. the only th- well, they're getting there. Rose is a point guard, but they still need a true point guard. But they need the a younger day, influence. Yes, or, but you know who have, we need. They have shooters. They have the big man. They they beat you up. They going back to the old nineties now. Exactly. They, they beat you up now. They going yes, back sir. to what st- what made them. What started That's what's the fun watching Knicks. them now. Yeah, man. I've never been a huge Knicks fan. I'm we know, obviously man. I'm from New yeah, York, but yeah, I, I, we, I root for them. We know. But I'm actually I'm actually I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm proud of them. But again, it goes back the front office. They brought in Worldwide West again. Someone Worldwide West. Someone who was in trenches who knows everybody has all the connections and again they they tore it down and they built it all all the way back up so shout out to the new york knicks front that's what's up right there okay okay what are you rocking with so it's not going to seem like it goes what we're talking about but it's somebody who just dropped an album and for a minute i've been feeling him because he doesn't go with okay this is what's hot so let me do this He's always done it by his own, like his own rules, his own standards, and it's always been quality. I know you, J Cole. Yes, sir. Yo, shout out to J. First of all, yo, this brother doesn't rock no jewelry. Nope. Not rocking grills. Nope. Or watches. Grew dreads out. He's playing basketball in Rwanda right now. I was fucking hoes for six years before I found out that I was the hoe. Mm. Nice. I'll that do you one better. The freestyle he just dropped. He was on uh, LA Leakers. Yeah, yeah. Shout out LA Leakers. Um, the, every bar was insane. So he he flowed over the '93 Till Infinity beat, yep. and then the Mike Jones still tipping beat. And on the Mike Jones still tipping beat, he ended it with this line right here: "I'm the hardest thing to come out come out the South since slavery." <laughs> And I just was like, yo, this brother, this brother's focused right now. So and there's focused. nobody seeing him. Nah, nah, it is not. I'm, I'm not, not taking anything away from anybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying on a straight rap, like hip, like hip hop, like we want to yeah. be like real what this is called, right? The genre you're in looking for. Yeah. Your Grammy is a hip hop category, right? So we go into hip hop, right? Yeah. He is hip hop. Yeah. yeah, he is the epitome of it. Of right now, especially. Yeah. He still has the old flair. 
that he's not concerned and with. And shouted out Davies in his album. Yeah, too. yeah. So it shows God. real, recognized yeah, real. He does. He, he does, man. And he's not concerned with like oh Cam what, on the intro. This is yeah, yo. That's that, that shit threw me off. Yeah. I was like, say word, he got killer. He wants straight New York. So I'm just like, yo, he doesn't he doesn't worry about the current trend. He's like, I'm hot. You can't dispute that. Now, he might not be your flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. That's cool. That's cool. But you can't not respect him. And for those of us that respect, I respect him, him, you, we enjoy the shit out of these albums. Yeah, yeah, man. Keep, keep it pushing, brother. Keep it pushing. And on that note, we appreciate you joining us on this journey. As usual, you can find us on. You know, we, we on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. We on one institution media's platform and now. We're gonna be on. We're gonna be on Twitch real soon. I'm gonna upload all of our stuff nice. to Twitch. We're about to be on Twitch real soon. We on one institution media's platform now. Um, we on SNA Live podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms. Like I said, we got a YouTube channel now. Um, check us out, man. Check out our old episodes, season one. Yeah, go back to season one. Yeah, we got our link tree is in the. Um, and our social media pages uh, Facebook, Instagram uh, like, like the GM said We're gonna be on Twitch real soon And in the words Of Shirley Chisholm If they don't give you a seat at the table Bring a folding chair We out Peace You have just listened to the SNA Live experience We wanna thank you for tuning in with us We'll be back with another episode Go!